what is going on bar down breakdown and tonight we have another doozy of an interview for you we are joined by our homie seth tony from sleeve holding it down in richmond virginia if you have been following bar down breakdown you know that sleeve are our homies they've been our homies for years now they played the entire bar down break uh break tour they played year one of bar down break fest and also year two so we are excited to get seth back on the podcast talk a little devils talk a little sleeve they got a new ep that is dropping this week so go to their bio click the link and go and pre-save it because it is super important for bands and really helps them get some added to some cool playlists and get their music out to people. And I can just let you know, Seth sent me the EP. I listened uh, on my drive to work today and it blew me away. Like it is the best version of sleeve and you know, they, they're, they're like wine. They get better at age and it's been a long time between releases. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going to be very excited to hear some new sleeve. And, you know, like I said, they've been homies for a while. I'm pointing to it. You're not going to know that I'm pointing to it, but they're right there on year one fest flyer. And, uh, you know, just super excited to, to catch uh, Seth again and get him on the pod. But, you know, let, let's shoot it over to our man, Justin. Justin, what's up, brother? Not much, not much. I was like really excited when you said that we were going to have Seth on because I I first met Seth back in 2020. We were in Richmond and we played this venue called the Yellow House, which is no longer a thing. But um, he was wearing he was wearing uh, a a jack like a jacket from our friends band in Baltimore called Something More, which was like an old pop punk band that Mike and I used to play with every time that they would come to Florida. And Mike, when he lived in Maryland, he would play with them all the time. And um, that's kind of like how we started the, this friendship with Seth and sleeve opened up for that show. And it was funny enough. We talk about it on the podcast, how we've seen kind of like two iterations of sleeve so far, like the blink one two side, where it was just a three piece of sleeve. And then their current lineup, which is back to a four piece again, but it's crazy. Like I saw sleeve in a house show with original members, all four of them. And then that was right before the pandemic, right after the pandemic, when we went back up and we played in Washington, DC, they were playing as a three piece and we played with them. And then we did the entire bar down tour with them. And they are like, they're some of the nicest people I've ever met and they deserve all the support because they're super talented. They're super hardworking. And I love every single member of that band. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Julian will be listening, but he might be like the nicest person I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> he's such a nice dude. And like, he's, he's as genuine. Like he, he's a, he's a rocker and he's a, he's a cool dude. So Shout out to all the dudes in sleeve. Like, yeah, that's why we keep having them around because we just love hanging with them. They got good vibes and they they just love to rock out. And um, you know, I, I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but you know, there there's little moments of like highlights from some of the cool things that we've been able to do because of this podcast. And one of my highlights from year one was definitely when sleeve packed out uncle Lou's and just melted everyone's faces. Like Julian hits the drum so hard <laughs> that Dakota, no joke had to sit on a stool to keep th- his kick drum from like literally flying and just hitting everyone in the front row. So like that whole experience was just so killer. And I'll never forget like sleeve was two songs in, and Grant, the owner of Smart Punk Records, like was across the room and walked over to me. And he was just like, yo, who is this again? And like his really deep, raspy voice. And I was like, oh, yo, this is Slee from Richmond. And he was just like, yeah, yeah. And like you, you could tell that he was like really vibing to them. And I, I just think that goes to prove like, you know, 
They they are a live band, and I even told Seth that. Like, yeah, their recordings are polished and they're so sick, but like they bring it when they play their live. Their energy. Their energy. And uh I, I I'm just, you know, like like I mentioned, super excited that we got some new tunes from them and uh some big things in the works. So I guess let's just get to it and let's hear it from Seth. So here's our interview with our buddy Seth Tony from Sleeve. Catch you on the other side. Buddy Seth Tony from Sleeve, holding it down in Richmond, Virginia. Repeat guest, absolute homie of the podcast. Seth, what's going on, man? Not much. Happy to be here again. It's been a long time. It's it's been a super long time. I'd like uh, I didn't realize how long it's been, but I went back and listened to a little bit of the interview, and we were still talking about like covid lockdowns and if venues were gonna survive and we came out and you know yeah we lost some venues but live music is back and better than ever and uh just super excited to to not have to really talk about covid too much anymore and we can 
just talk about all the sweet shows and sweet music that's coming out of it. So uh, we had to get you back on, Seth. Like it's been way too long. We had you on before there was even talks of like a bar down break tour, even talks of like a bar down break fest. Like that's how long ago it was. But here we are like sleeve played the whole entire bar down break tour played year one of the fest and also played year two of the fest. So you're in like an elite status with bar down breakdown. So to get you on again, especially, you know, right on, you know, with new music coming out any day now, like just makes sense. For sure. So, so let's talk it, man. So it's been like, Four years or so since Sleeve has put out music. Yeah, so 2019. 2019, yeah. So um, I know it's been a, a super long time coming because you shared some demos on that first year of Bar Down Breakfast with us. So they've been cooking a long time. I know that you guys mm-hmm. got a new member. So kind of walk us through um, why such a long wait and kind of how these tunes came to be. Dude, yeah. I mean, the long wait was like never intended, I guess. Um, it definitely wasn't ideal to put out music four years apart from our first real release, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it just kind of happened that way, you know? We put out the first record, and like, I, no pun intended, like, we didn't really expect anything. It kind of ran its course and just blew up in a way that we didn't, we just weren't prepared for. And so we kind of didn't know what to do to do and you know we played some shows and then COVID happened like the world shut down so we got like a little lazy and then we were like okay it's been like a couple years we should probably try to keep doing this and so you know we got in uh we wrote some stuff uh it's funny the EP coming out isn't even like the current like we we're sitting on a full record right now on top of that EP that will nice yeah so we can talk about later we we actually decided um we we only even wrote this ep because we decided like it's taken so long for us to work out the kinks of like lp2 we're like we have to put something out just to to have music so we actually Mm -hmm. like we actually got together wrote those songs recorded them and are putting them out all in the span of like a month like we started all this like back in like in september and so we just kind of grinded through it and here we are and new sleeve is coming out next week and i still can't believe it it's been so long so yeah i was gonna i, I actually told justin this before you jumped on i was like you know i listened to the demos that set sent us you know years ago and these tracks are like so different than what he sent us like <laughs> I, I I specifically remember like real strong like Menzinger vibes in the demos that you sent and like this new stuff is just like straight like rock hardcore like kind of like in the vein of Koyo like it's so freaking refreshing but so different than the demos that you sent a couple of years ago so at least I'm not going crazy like they are different than what you sent <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not going crazy. They're totally different. And that was, and you know, that's a cool comparison, Coil Rocks. And that was kind of like, that was kind of like what we wanted to do, anyways. Cause like, I think when I sent you um, from like the second record, is like, I think it's very much more akin to like, I guess like the sleeve sound or whatever. Like, I feel like it kind of sounds like a more evolved version of just what the first record was. But this one with the EP, like that was like our goal. We like, we want to do like something a little different. And like all of us were just like, let's just write some heavy hitting rippers and put them out. And then that's just what we did. Yeah. And (laughs) I was going to say it's, you can hear like, like to, to Mikey's point, like you have that Koyo vibe in there, but you can tell how much influence like bands like Title Fight even had. Mm-hmm. on on the band in general because like with charlie's vo- voice and even like some of the guitar riffs and even like your vocals as well seth like you can hear that kind of like come through and it's almost like like very early title fight like shed or the um, or that other album i can never remember because it's just a long fucking title um the last thing you forget 
uh, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, one of those. Um, I was literally just listening to that album the other day, but like that's where you can kind of get that like almost like very like angry punk feel, but almost like melancholic at the same time with like Charlie's vocals and everything. And it's just like I don't know, it's just it's a really cool sound that you guys have, and it's very dynamic and unique. And I mean, I had the pleasure of seeing you guys fucking play a set every single night and rip it every single time. Yeah, that was that was so fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're a four piece again. We have another guitar. Oh, yeah, right. You brought it on too. Yeah, we have another guitar yeah. player. So you got the you got the blink one eighty sleeve experience or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Shout out to him. But yeah, this record, this EP is really cool. And like, I'm really excited for like everyone to like listen to it and hear it. I think we did stray from like our normal path a lot, but I think it's really cool. Like, I definitely mm-hmm. think like this is the first sleeve record where I feel like there's definitely like a piece of each of us in these songs and like you can tell like we all kind of like where we come from like in our musical backgrounds like put a like have a hand in it and i think it's really cool well that's what i was gonna say like i know that you're like a hardcore dude at heart like you are 100 percent like throwing it down in the pits and like you love that shit but like yeah. sleeve like you know lp1 yeah, there's some like aggressive parts, but I wouldn't call that like a hardcore record. Like it, it's it's kind of hard to sometimes even describe like sleeve sound to people. It's like so many different influences. But like listening to this LP, uh, this EP, I was just like, all right, this this like I could feel, especially your influences coming through in the music. And then like, God, Julian is such a freaking good drummer. Like, yeah. On- on gold, I'm just like, <laughs> holy crap! I can't wait to see that live. Like Julian's gonna snap, like he really is, and it, it's the perfect like taste of new sleeve. Like it, we've waited so long, yeah. and then just to get like this evolved sound, it, it seems like you guys found yourselves, and I'm super excited for it. Like for everyone else to hear it, mm-hmm. dude. I'm super glad you feel that way. Cause I know we were all kind of nervous. Like we. Cause like when we put out the first record like four years ago there was no expectation behind it we just threw it out and you know it did what it did which was crazy but that was all there was and now it's like okay there now there's like we've set the bar for ourselves and like there's an expectation and then on top of that it's been four years so like we yeah. knew we kind of had to like like we didn't at the time like a month ago we didn't know what we were going to be putting out but we knew like it had to be it had to be the best thing we could possibly do. And I I mean, I think we did a pretty good job. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> For a month, I think we cranked out some heaters. Um, and gold gold is gonna be fun live. I'm glad you like gold. I don't know if you even noticed, we actually played it at uh the fest in at this year. So I knew that you like mixed in new songs. I I we did. like I remember talking to you about it and like it's sometimes like hard to hear lot like new songs live for the first time and really pick up on it. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I, I got to put it through like the car test. Like that's yeah. that's how I always gauge yeah. new music. Like, gotta get it as loud as possible on my drive to work while I'm really in the moment. And now that I've heard like the the studio version, like now I'm super amped. And like, yeah, once other people also have heard the studio version and like now get to see it live i think people are going to really like gravitate towards that one yeah we've been playing it like every show we played in richmond we've been playing it and like people are like that's the one but like it's funny so gold gold isn't even a new song it's on the first ep sleeve ever put out it would have been 2019 so it would have been actually been like three years before don't expect anything came out but it's only on Bandcamp. it's nowhere else so i but i love that song so like i was like i finally peer pressured the guys to do it and we've been rocking with it ever since and then people loved it so much that we were like we have to we have to give it a rework and like put it out for real it's a, a new song for me and i'm sure it's a new song for some of your other fans and uh i guess Mm -hmm. let's talk about the recording of the ep 
especially since mm-hmm. you said you did it in such a short amount of time. Did you guys self-record it or did you use a homie that's local in Richmond? No, so we we actually recorded it with uh, Pedro Aida Audio Verte. Uh, he's done everything. He's had he's done every sleeve record to date. He's done he did Don't Expect Anything. He's done the new record that's not out yet. He did this EP. He did stuff before that. It's always been him. Uh, and then uh, John Markson um, mastered it. Nice. And is he local in Richmond? John Markson. No, your uh, producer, Pedro. Oh yeah, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro. Pedro's local to Richmond. He plays in a bunch of Richmond of older Richmond bands. Like uh, he plays in a bunch of bands in general. He plays in uh, Iron Roses. He plays in um, Fun Size. Uh, a bunch of bands. He's played in so many bands, and most of them rip. So. Okay. Okay. And, um, is this EP going to be self-released, or is Engineer Records still involved, or are you going to just? put this out and then shop the LP to some other labels? No. So right now engineer is still involved. Um, we actually also just kind of linked up with, uh, sell the heart record mm-hmm. in California. And they're also, um, helping us put out the EP. Maybe some stuff in the future are, are the ones that are doing everything with, uh, this EP. Okay, so they're handling handling like all the distro kid and all of like the behind the scenes stuff to get it up on Spotify and all that jazz and the promo and whatnot. Yeah, they're handling all of that. All we do is just play instrument loud. That's all we do. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. So is is there any kind of reason why you guys wanted to rush and get this music out, I guess, at the end of 2023. Is there like any big shows coming up or anything like that, that you wanted to time this around? Um, Not really. We actually kind of did it completely opposite of that. We were like, okay, we recorded this record. We should probably play a show. Um, But we did hop on a show. Um, It's uh, if anyone's listening there in Richmond, uh, it's a canal club with uh web wing keep and one other band i can't remember the name and it's we when the record comes out I, i'm so, i'm so bad with dates um but it's end of this month i know that um but yeah you can get tickets through love tiger connection if you're in richmond shout out um but yeah we don't have anything major um i think we kind of wanted to just do this EP to have music because it's been so long to just put something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of just to buy us a little more time that we needed um, with other things. But um, LP2 is coming and uh, it'll be coming very, very soon after the EP. So lots of new music nice. coming. We, we are hitting the ground running as hard as we can for this coming year. And we're just... There will be no more four-year gaps. We we are we finally figured out a schedule that works, and we're going to try to be way more consistent with releases and just all the band stuff. I'm excited for it. Super yeah. excited for it. So, are we thinking LP two in the beginning of 2024, or are we thinking like maybe even at the end of 2023? That's um. We're kind of working out the kinks on that now. The record will definitely be more than likely early 2024. You, the world might get some singles towards the end nice. of 2023, but that's kind of TBD. But it could be, it could, it could happen. It's on the table. Okay, so you are going to play a little bit of the single game because that—that's kind of what I asked you when when I saw that the EP was coming out. I was like, "All right, so what are going to be what what's going to be the singles?" And you're like, "Nope, we're just dropping the whole thing, <laughs> like <laughs> totally the going thing. against no singles, yeah, going against what everyone in bands is trying to preach." You're just like, "Nope, we're going old school. Here's an EP." Lee's really good at that. We're really good at not doing what people tell us we should do. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm all for it. You know, we got a bunch of su- new sleeve songs all at once, so we don't even have to wait. No, the wait will be very short. Sweet, man. So, you know, we, we kind of touched on it. Um, You know, we, we've 
been in the sleeve camp for a while now. Um, and I don't think we've ever had you on to like do any kind of recaps of the bar down break tour or bar down break fest one or elder emo night or bar down break fest two. Like that's, that's how deep it's going with sleeve now. So what are some yeah. of your like highlights from all those uh, events that we ju- just mentioned? I mean, getting our shit stolen was kind of wild. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go to the dark time. <laughs> we get... <laughs> no, no, I knew that was going to come it, up. It all, worked, it, it all worked out. I mean, it all worked out. So you really can't complain too much. Um, no, 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 but it was great. I mean, the, the tour, the Barton Break tour for the first one, was super awesome i mean like we've we've known out of time for like a while at that a while at that point i mean we played with you guys yeah. at yellow house we were playing shows with you guys before COVID, so it had been mm-hmm. a while and like that was the first time i think we got a chance to actually link up with him again since then so that rocked um we also got to meet frontside for the first time and now those guys are like our best friends too so they rock we love them and our canadian pals and the crease rule are also the best guys so that was a lot of fun. I mean, the fest was great. I think the turnout was awesome. And the second year was, I mean, I would say about the same result. We met a lot of really cool new bands and really cool people. And we played a really cool show and had a great time. And that shit, that's the one. But, you know, that's either, that's either here or there. It's fine. We got it back, kind of. It's all good. It's all good. But, yeah, 10 out of 10 on all the Bar Down Breakfasts. Now, I when when you texted me the the very next morning, like I just based Dude. on like kind, kind of where I know the milestone is located, it's not in the the safest part of town to begin with. I was like, oh my god, did they get robbed like in the parking lot of the milestone? Like because we've heard that that's happened before, and then nothing with the venue. Was, yeah, so it it was at the hotel. You know, it, it's still yeah. in Charlotte, but um, one thing and I don't think we even commented on it. Like, yeah, we were super sad that like all your gear got stolen. It's so shitty that like touring bands have to still go through this shit. But personally, the saddest thing to see was like all of the gear was gone. Like pretty much everything from the car was gone. But the guy was like, yo, fuck that bar down breakfast shirt. I ain't (laughs) taking that piece of crap. And he left that. (laughs) The bar down, that was the, the bar down part. and like a cab that wouldn't fit yeah. out of the door were the only survivors. <laughs> well, it was crazy to me because like I was in the same boat as you because like I I actually drove up, I don't know if we talked about it, but I actually drove up separate from the rest of the guys. So like I didn't stay in the hotel. I actually me and my girlfriend put packed up all my stuff. We got in the car, we went home and then like I'm like already preparing to wake up at like 9 a.m. for work. And I'm like, I wake up to my girlfriend like slapping me on the arm at like 5 a.m. And I'm like, what? And she's like, did we bring back all your stuff? And I was like, yeah, I think so. And she's like, okay, good. And I was like, why? She's like, uh, because everybody else's stuff is gone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so that woke me up quick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the story, the story behind that is insane like the because we ended up getting some of our stuff back and like the how that came to be is insane it's like out of a movie like it doesn't sound real well i i feel like this is a perfect platform to share this crazy story um i kind of know bits and pieces but uh um, it, it seems like a fairy tale ending for you guys, so I, I do want to hear it. It was crazy. Um, okay, before I get into this, I just want to say first off to anyone who donated to the GoFundMe, thank you. Um, we were, we were blown away. Like we didn't think. Like we just kind of threw. We didn't want to. We're not the kind of people to like ask for handouts or whatever. But we we're like, we don't. We don't know what the fuck else to do. So like, we were just like throwing it out. Like we'll see what happens. If we, we're like, if we get a, a call couple hundred bucks that's at least like something and it blew up and you know we were able to recover what we couldn't get back with that so if you donated if you shared it whatever fucking thank you you guys rock and we love you um so on the story so what happened was um i think a a couple days went by uh 
Julian, our drummer, had like filed a report. There was like a, a like an agent like doing shit. And we were like, well, we can't just like sit here sulking. Like, we're like, we have to do something. So our guitar player, Olivier, was like, like I'm just going to start calling any guitar center or like Sam Ash, or like a music store in the area and just like give them a list of our stuff and just see what happens. And I'll be damned if the first Sam Ash he called didn't go uh yeah we had a guy come in and sell us a lot of this stuff today and so at this point we're, we're freaking out because we're like no no way and like we're trying to explain to them over the phone like hey like this sounds crazy but like we just played a show up there like the other day our shit got like that is our shit like it's ours and uh they were a little a little unruly at first they were kind of a little dickheaded about it but like eventually they were like okay they're like, look, we, they're like, okay, so we've already, so they're like, we already sold like a couple of your things on the list. We'll call those people, see if we can get them to return it. They all did shout out to those people that as soon as they found out it was stolen, they brought everything they bought, if they bought anything back. Um, and they're like, the rest of the stuff, we'll have, we have it. Like, we'll put it in the back. We'll put it aside. They're like, you need to get like your, your case guy involved and he needs to come like verify it. And then you can like pick up what we have or whatever. He didn't bring it in. He was like, he either didn't bring it in or there was some stuff. He was like, yeah, there's some of the stuff he did bring in, but like, I didn't buy it off of them. So he probably, he still has it. And we're like, okay, well, at least you have some of the stuff. Cause what they bought was like most of like the high, like the nice shit or the high the expensive stuff. So like that was a dub. And now the story gets crazy. We don't. Also, it gets crazier than this. Case. Yes, yes, yes. So we don't call. We don't hear. We don't hear anything back from the case guy. We blow him up like all week. Don't hear a thing. The Samash calls us back, and they were like, "Hey, um, we just wanted you to know, the guy that brought in your stuff and sold it to us came back with more of your stuff, as well as other stuff that wasn't ours." So. So we were like, okay, like, what did you get our stuff? And they were like, yeah. So what we did was we locked the door on and we locked them in and we called the police. <laughs> and we were like, shout out Sam Ash. And so we're like stoked. We're like, we're getting all of our stuff back. This is crazy. And they were like, yeah. So about that. And we're like, what? And so he goes, we called the cops. The cops showed up. We tried calling the guy in charge of your case. He didn't answer them either. And they and we we're like, okay, so what did you do? And they were like, well, the cops said the stuff he brought in wasn't worth enough money to charge him. They just let him go. With all what? our stuff. <laughs> yeah. With your stuff? With the stuff. They they just let him go. With with our stuff and whatever the other stuff was that assumedly he stole. So, That's so now shitty. Yeah, so we're like, okay, great work, great detective work there. Now all you've done is let this guy know that, one, we know he stole our stuff, and two, we know that where he's going to pawn it off. So now he's gone. Like, now we're never going to get this chance again. He's out with our stuff. That's just That's how ridiculous. it went. Yeah, and so then finally, a few days later, we finally – get our crack detective on the horn and he was like um yeah so like i heard about like what happened at the sam ash with the cops boy that's a shame and we're like yeah it is yeah what are you gonna do about this and he goes well whenever y'all want to come up i can meet you at the sam ash and you can get the stuff they have and we're just like are you serious but he was like that's all we're doing sorry and we we're like okay fine so but luckily like i said luckily they bought most of the expense like the super expensive stuff back and they had it so julian still had to drive back to charlotte but he was able to go get the stuff bring it back and um all the other stuff that the cops just let that guy walk out with that was ours we were able to replace with the gofundme so Again, if you shared it, donated, whatever. Thank you. You are the reason we could write this EP and actually put out music. We appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. Dude, that 
I blows didn't know, my mind. I didn't know yeah. like superheroes worked at Sam Ash. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I love you guys, but I'm not locking myself in with a criminal who probably no, would no, literally no. destroy well, me. To be fair, before before we blow too much smoke up Sam Ash's asses, um, they kind of owed us one, okay? Because when we first called about the stolen gear, the guy who answered tried to like fight us on it and he was like oh well you don't understand like we're gonna lose a lot of money off of this because like you know we spent a lot of money on your stuff and we're like that's what insurance is for (laughs) yeah we're like cool it's ours also you're like the walmart of music shit like you're gonna be just fine and but then we found out after we after we like hounded him a little bit that he was the guy that bought all the stuff and we're like oh yeah you're trying to to protect your job yeah (laughs) i feel you but but luckily, yeah, I guess Sam like, Ash has like a no stolen gear policy, like whatsoever. So like, if your stuff is stolen and they have it, like they will give it back to you. No, yeah, that's Guitar Center too. I remember, like, that's so weird that North Carolina doesn't have like, like a fucking pawn law because in Florida, you're required. Like, it, so it, like for Guitar Center, for example, I worked at Guitar Center like mm-hmm. years ago. Um, you when you buy something, you have to put it for ninety days. Like, you can't sell it. You have to have it in the back, and that 90-day period is for, like, detectives or anybody to report it stolen or any of that shit. So that way, that like, they can, come, they can come, you have a paperwork, you guys got that his fingerprint, you got all of his information on there, unless he puts, like, Seymour Butts or some other shit on there. Yeah. But, like, but like you have everything on there. You, you have to have a fingerprint, you can at least get the fingerprint, you're good to go. But yeah. that blows my mind that North Carolina doesn't have any of those safeguards. Oh no, no! That dude bought our stuff and sold some of it the same day. Fuck. Yeah. Can we also and say that he's not like a rocket scientist? Like, first of all, trying to sell the gear in the same city that you stole it from, and then also after they didn't buy all of it the first time, going back to the same exact store a couple of days later, like mm-hmm. he needs to like start reading up on some like. <laughs> Some successful criminals. Criminals. They they gave him the money for our stuff. They didn't give it to him in cash. They gave they like put it on his cards. They're like, yeah, we have this card. We have like his name, his full name, his address, everything. And the cops wouldn't do anything. They're like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Ridiculous. Shout out to Charlotte PD. Shout out to Charlotte PD for absolutely (laughs) nothing. But shout out to all of our fans for helping us out because y'all are the real heroes. God, man. Well, yeah. I'm, you know, luckily things worked out and, you know, you, you were able to get some of the gear at least back and we're able to recoup some of your losses. So, yeah, it, it it's a bummer that it kind of put kind of a, a, a dark cloud over a successful year two of the fest. But, you know, we, we were we were <laughs> we were super pumped to have you guys play here because, you know, you don't come to Charlotte that often. So any excuse we can get to get you guys out, out this way, we're going to use it. So getting to, to... Oh, come back in a heartbeat. No, no question. We'd come back and do it all over again. We don't care. But like, yeah, yeah. We felt so bad too. Like we made that post and we were like, damn, like that was a lot of fun. And we just like took a big shit of bad news all over it. <laughs> but we didn't know what to do. And we we're just like, okay, well, we got to say something, I guess. But but it's still a great time, all things considered. Like I said, we'd do it again anytime. Well, when you think about it, like we've done two years of a DIY festival, and mm-hmm. knock on wood, that's the only re- really like bad thing that came out of it. And that's at, you know, unfortunately out of all of yeah. our control. And I'm like, you know, that's kind of a win for us, right? Like, because you see a lot of horror stories with you know festivals and, and even just like shows in general. And to to kind of be able to escape all of that for two years has been uh, pretty lucky. So, oh yeah, and, and I mean to be fair, to be fair, it's not like it happened at the venue. Like I mean, like it's nothing. It, nothing it definitely could have. Happened could have. At the fest. Like nothing. It definitely, definitely could have happened at that venue. Well, we we did play fireworks or gunshots that night, which was pretty fun. We did play that. <laughs> we did play. Was that a gunshot? It was gunshot. Was that a firework? And it was gunshots. Probably both. all the time in the city. It doesn't. <laughs> That's a regular game for us. Touche, touche. 
Well, Seth, you know, obviously, since you are our homie for, you know, years now, it's because of the, the tasty tunes, but also your love of hockey. So I do want to talk about the, the new season and, and kind of how your devils are looking so far. I know it's super early in the season, but um, before we, we talk some devils hockey, I do want to let everyone know about our sponsor, DraftKings. So the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter offer every game this October. So, you know, I'm sure you're watching a bunch of those Kansas City games because you're a Swifty, so... You know, throw down some money on some of those games and get in on the game day greatness. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or, to- or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino, licensed partner of Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 and older, va- age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible responsible gambling resources. So when this episode comes out, the Islanders and the Devils would have just played. We are on the schedule Friday night. First kind of matchup between the two. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll brag a little. The Islanders are 2-0. and I know it's a little early, but the Devils are kind of, uh, I would say, underperforming kind of early on in yes. the season. Yeah. Um, uh, we beat, who was it, Detroit, Detroit, I think? We beat Detroit in our opening. Yeah. And, yeah, we've been not not performing since. But. And, you know, when, when you're such a young team, like I think, everyone can agree that the the devils have a lot of young studs that will be household names. It kind of comes with the territory. And when I saw so many people like really high up on the devils, I was like, you know, a sophomore slump is kind of a real thing. Like some of these guys and even like the team in general, like could take a step backwards before they really take their, their next stride. And, uh, you know, it like I mentioned, it is very, very early in the season, so I'm not going to even like say that that's happening right now. But are you as confident as everyone else is with the Devils this season? I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I think we've kind of been in that slump for damn near long enough. I think it's about time we hit our stride. And I think we did to be fair. I think we did last season for a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I, I still talk about it with all my my hockey owners. I'm like we. I think we, I think our chances of winning the cup last year were pretty good, honestly. I, I just think, like you said, I think we were a super young team. We played a tough seven game series with the Rangers, and then to go straight yeah. from the Rangers to like what was Carolina, the number one team. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think well, they were like gas after like, Boston was taken out. Yeah. Yeah, everyone. I think everyone was just gassed. Jack Hughes needed a snack and a nappy. Like he was done. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i mean i don't know we are super young though so it's tough to say this early but i mean i think we can always there's plenty of time to figure it out and see what we can do if we can make that magic happen again um i'm always of the mindset of if we make it to the playoffs it's a damn good year so yeah last year last year we might as well have won the cup like i was stoked but <laughs> we'll see time will tell time will tell if we figured it out or if we need a couple more years to figure it out. But, but you know, even that, even that loss against like the Panthers uh, on Monday um, for everybody who's wondering what the hell we're talking about, we record these a week earlier. Um, so 
even that loss against the Panthers on Monday, we were all so we we did an out of time practice and our fill in base player is uh bar down alumni uh Steven Parsons, who's a big Panthers fan. So he had the game on and we were all watching the game while we were going through practice. But to the devil's credit, putting up three on an NHL, you know, I'm I'm gonna say he's gonna be if he's not a Hall of Famer, I'll be kind of upset. But Bobrovsky is a solid goaltender, and Bobrovsky yeah. has been a solid goaltender. Mm-hmm. And to put up three on Bobrovsky in the third period is a lot. Like you were, you guys were really close to casting up the game. I think you guys put like 34 shots on him uh, mm-hmm. the entire game, and you were kind of gassing him out at the end, like that, like those goals at. At Bobrovsky at his peak probably would not have gone through. So I think that speaks to how young the team is and how yeah. they're able to kind of come up and, you know, almost take, you know, come out from a, what, three nothing lead and then almost take it in the third period. I think Panthers scored one more in the third period. And that was about, that was kind of like the seat, like what sealed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I think, I think we just kind of figured out, I think, because like you said, like we did come back and we had like a strong rally, but like it's one of those things where it's like the rally is like sick to watch, but like when it's too little too late, it kind of yeah. doesn't, doesn't matter. Like it's not, it doesn't matter that much. It's just points at that point. But like, <laughs> I think, I think we can figure it out. Like we have a very, like that team's got a lot of energy to burn. And mm-hmm. like, I don't think they're a team that gasses out too easily so i feel like as long as we can kind of i think i think it's just consistency really i think that's what like is going to be the big thing that for us is like if they can stay consistent i think they have the energy to outrun a lot of teams in the league absolutely yeah i don't think anyone's like questioning their ability to score goals because they're so like young and fast and just offensively creative um i think you know what it comes down to for every team, especially on like a long, deep playoff run is if they can be shut down when the goals stop coming, right? Like eventually goals are going to stop coming. They're going to stop for every team. And will they be able to hold off teams and win like one, nothing games or two, nothing games, Mm -hmm. especially in the playoffs when they're, it's typically, lower scoring and relies more on kind of shut down defensemen and just solid goaltending. And I, I think that's kind of the, where the, some of the, the question marks are, right? Like, can they be a little more shut down when, it, when they need to be? And can the goalies come through in the clutch games and kind of steal a game here and there? So, you know, like I said, it is super duper early in the season and, you know, when this episode comes out, we could be talking like, you know, the Devils just got it together on game like four and shut out the Islanders. Like, who knows what could happen? So, um, you know, th- that's kind of the beautiful thing about a new season and kind of seeing the new team that's out on the ice and um, seeing how they start to gel early on. Um, you know, the Islanders, we have a, a player that just lights it up in the month of October ever since he was like a rookie and he, he kind of his name is Brock Nelson he's not really even like I was gonna say necessar- how, yeah he's not even necessarily like a like a superstar like he was our all-star for last year but um for some reason in the month of October he is like the best player in the NHL and we've nicknamed it Brocktober so his name is Brock so it's just like Brocktober and he's already off to a pretty solid start. So we'll, we'll see if he can continue living up to the name. Um, but I do want to talk about the video that our buddy Peter from Keep Flying put out. And it was just so funny because, uh, you know, obviously we, we love Peter and Keep Flying. And I was just scrolling through Instagram. And Pete, he told me this when I saw him at uh, Four Chord Music Festival. He has like successfully figured out a way to sneak into devil's games. And like, we're going to get him onto the podcast in a couple of weeks to really hear his story, but he's been like sneaking into devil's games. And 
put up this sick video of a local hardcore band by the name of Jaw Dust that oh, yeah. played the intermission, and the pit is just bonkers. And to think like mm-hmm. this happened at an NHL game is just wild to believe. But literally, they the Devils did this last year too with mm-hmm. Oceans of Illusions. So like yep. they are really like have their finger on the pulse of the New Jersey hardcore scene. And being a hardcore dude, like did that just make your heart smile? Dude, it's sick. I mean, like love us or hate us. We don't care, but like, you can't deny that shit's sick. Like, what other? You're not going to Prudential Center and like have like Bryce Ward playing in the corner. Like, that's not happening. Like, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that a lot of times too. It seems like it's like it's not like some crazy famous band. Like, it's not like Census Fail or something crazy like from New Jersey. It's like it's like you said. It's like local bands. Like it's like little. It's like bands are like coming up. Like Jados mm-hmm. has been on my radar for like a couple months, and like to see them play that like. And, you know, most people, a lot of people there, will they care? TBD. But like you said, the pit was sick. People looked like they were involved in getting into it. Plus, like, it's fucking halftime. What else are you going to do? You know, like, you might as well Nothing. check out the free band playing in the corner. Yeah. So, like, I think it's sick. I really dig that they do that. And I, I hope they keep doing that. Well, and it's yeah. cool, too, because they had, we, um, Andrew Reese, we had him on not too long ago, too, and he was able to light the pitchfork which is really cool. Like, so it's really awesome. Like getting, like getting these musicians that are coming from New Jersey, bringing them back. And like you said, it's not a census fail. It's not a saves the day. It's, you know, a normal, like just like guys that are just coming up within the music scene and actually, you know, getting the opportunity to do this stuff, which is awesome to see the NHL, specifically the devils giving them the opportunity. Yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely someone, and and I'm gonna do my digging and I'm gonna do my research that works for the New Jersey Devils. That is definitely a hardcore fan. Like, there's no way oh, yeah. that like someone, someone knows exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no way like some suit that works for the Devils was like, you know what? I think this band Jawdust that I came across on Spotify should play the arena. No, like it is yeah. someone who is totally in the hardcore scene that is putting this together they have a man on the inside i don't know who it is but when i find out please let's leave play <laughs> yeah exactly we, we got to start feeding them su- su- some uh suggestions and, and the best part is like you know when you get these local bands to play you know nine times out of ten the people in the bands are actually like true devils fans right like yeah 100%. the worst is like if a band gets this opportunity and they don't even care about hockey and it's like come on that's a missed opportunity right. like you got to get you got to get a band that actually like gives a shit about both right so that that's kind of my only hope is that you know the dudes in jaw dust and the, the dudes in oceans of illusions are like legit hockey fans too Yeah, but yeah, I, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, you know, if, if Seth was at that game, there's no chance in hell he wouldn't wouldn't have been in the pit. Like, I know you're booting it right now, but if if you were healthy, you would have been in there. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I always pay to play every time. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. So yeah, you know, Seth, it, it's super excited that we got some new tunes and. uh you know, Sleeve was able to survive the, you know, unfortunate, you know, gear stealing that happened after Bar Down Breakfast 2. Um, you know, we know we got the LP. Um, you got a local Richmond show. But are, are there talks of, you know, maybe doing a, a, a week-long tour or two-week tour? Um, I know, like, you guys picked up last winter and went to Canada, like, kind of lucky that you (laughs) didn't have like terrible weather because that's kind of crazy who goes to canada in the winter time dude no it wasn't that bad but i will say like i 
was very underprepared. Like I just remember me and Josh from Frontside just like standing in like the parking lot of this venue and like we're in like just like a hoodie and jeans and we're just standing there like smoking a cigarette just like fuck 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 it was so cold. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so do do we have um, other yeah. uh We don't have anything on the books now. Um, that'll change. We are definitely trying to uh, get some stuff cooking. We have some things in the works. Uh, once the, we might do like a little weekender and hit some places on the East Coast when this EP comes out. I know we've talked about that. Um, we're definitely trying to put together a longer run and get to some new places when the when LP two comes out. Uh, including for all the people who listen to us that are not in the States, perhaps something across the pond. Uh, we're working on potentially trying that. Um, but yeah, we definitely have some longer runs coming. Going to try to get a little further west. A lot of people have been asking for it, so we're going to try to do what we do and deliver. But um, yeah, definitely got some longer shows coming up in the future. Uh, but nothing wrong in the books right now. So like an India tour in 2024? Dude, dude, we don't have, we, we do not have the time, but they literally DM'd us maybe two weeks ago, the promoter of that, those festivals. And they were like, Hey, you want to do it again? You, you like, got to come back? Um, <laughs> we told them, we, we told them, we were like, look, we were like, look, you have to pay for everything. Like we're not paying for the flights. We're not paying for, we're like, if you get us there, and get us back and you pay to like for us to bring all of our shit over there so we have our like gear like we'll do it and they were like yeah for sure for sure and we have in our back so probably not but you know who knows well those of you who are just tuning in and, and don't get like why i reference that like no joke sleeve did an India tour. Like I, I can't even think of how many bands have done not many. None. Absolutely. I remember none because they were astonished that we were there. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. I remember when he told me that story when we like first met in like early 2020, and I was fucking, I was like, that is bonkers. I didn't believe it. I, I I probably wouldn't have believed it if you guys didn't put out that music video from that tour. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yeah they're dude, just fucking with us. There's no chance. It. Yeah, like I have so many people in bands, like from like bands and shit. They're like, yeah, what's like the craziest like tour experience you have? And I'm like, well, and they're like, okay, come on, stop fucking with us. Like, what? Like, you see a in Florida? What is it? Come on. And it's like, no, no. Saw yeah, body in the Ganges. No comment. Um, but it was crazy. Uh, we weren't ready. We were just kids. We were not ready. Um, well, well, but, seriously, just kids. Like I just saw the other day, and I had to hit you up. Like you posted your graduation photo, and it was like what twenty sixteen. I was like, wait, what? Like I was like, what the we fuck? The the... 2018, 2019. I was a child, dude. <laughs> I was a child. I yeah, should not have been allowed seriously. to do that. They put you yeah, on you a plane. You had to get like your, you your mommy and daddy's permission to do it. <laughs> yeah, I had to sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, dad, I need to get a passport. Why? We're going to India. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. Dude, oh man, when we have more time. Whenever I come back, uh, we'll bring, we'll go back up to that. I'll tell you about how I lied to the government to get my passport for that tour. <laughs> That's a fucking. <laughs> Me and Julian, man, we conspired and we won. We played the game and we won. We can talk about that later. Well, next time, next time, just make sure you go to at least the public library to use their internet. <laughs> I know. We'll figure it out one of these days. I don't know. I don't know. Seth is like about over four for internet. Like between all the other things we've done, Xfinity is good. It's not. I'm, I, it's not. 
Their customer service is I don't terrible. Think I've made it through a full podcast yet, and this is like the third one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We're not even exaggerating. At least I only come out once during the Bardown for the Break Tour podcast. I, I think I was in there for a total of what five minutes. Yeah, you fell you fell off for a good ten minutes. We had a whole conversation. You popped back up, and you went in the same conversation that you were in ten minutes prior. We're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Uh-uh. Well, that was great. One of Either these way, days we get it straight. We'll we'll keep inviting you back, either <laughs> even with your bad internet, because we love sleeve and we are just super excited that we got some new music. And hopefully a bunch of shows and hopefully we can convince you to play year three of Bar Down Breakfast and, you know, just keep it rolling. So, Seth, man, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for for uh, popping back in and uh, just wishing you a great release for the EP and all good things for the rest of the year and into next year, man. Dude, thank you. It was so I, I love I love you guys. It was great being back. Um you can pre-save the link for the new EP uh, in our bio on Instagram. It's just at sleeveband. Uh, you can pre-save it there. You all should go do that so I can get some better internet. You know what I'm saying? Help a boy out. Um, <laughs> but and, yeah, and I'm, I'm truly yeah. not saying like I'm not just saying it. Like go freaking pre-save the EP. I listened it's to so it. Good. It is so good. I'm not just saying it because Seth is our friend. Like no joke. It is just a straight up good record like i don't know it's not like pop punk it's not hardcore it's just good music and it's it's uh it's worth a pre-save it takes two seconds and it really helps them get out to some new people who would also love them and then you know they'll just keep touring all over the world and we 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 hope that that happens because they're great people and honestly an even better live band like they really are. So go check out sleeve on all the socials and follow the, um, into their, in their bio to their pre-save. And, uh, you'll, you'll thank us later. Trust me. But Seth, man, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Great catching up. Good night, brother. All right. Hey, good night. Later, man. Peace. Peace. All right, everybody, we are back with another uh, rendition, edition, prospect report, another report for the prospect report. And this time we have Face First from upstate New York. Uh, Face First is a hardcore pop punk band bringing back the early 2000s drive through record sound. And if you know anything about Mikey and I, or even out of time, you know that we fucking love drive through records. Um, but they're bringing back elements similar to bands like Census Fail, bands like Alistair, Homegrown, um, even stuff from like, I would say like, you know, mid 2000s uh, pop punk. They have a lot of good like title fight feels. They have a lot of good nostalgia when it comes to that aspect. And they actually just put out a new song called ID Theft. Um, it rocks. It's really like the intro as it goes into it. It just gives you that kind of nostalgic feel. And it's just awesome hearing amazing bands coming back from upstate New York. You know, we have state champs and we have so many bands like Polar Bear Club that have come out of upstate New York. And it's really cool to see that the team is still thriving. So go check out Face First. They just put out a new single called ID Theft and go support them whenever they come through your town or if you're up in uh, upstate New York and you have no idea who they are, now you do go listen to them. This is their track, ID Theft.